When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. All right, welcome back to Starcaster Remarks. Along with everybody in the car, this is a car cast. I don't remember uh, who used to do the car cast. Uh, I think it might have been uh, John Shapiro back in the day. I'm not. I'm not quite sure. But anyways, guys, uh, this is the AGR. We are not doing this live because we, like I said, we are we are driving home from the game tonight after a four to one win against the Edmonton Oilers in a game that. Guys, I wasn't really expecting. I don't know about you, but uh, the Stars pull out the 4-1 to win, and uh, they dominate the special teams tonight. Um, what are y'all's original thoughts coming out of this game tonight, Chris and James? Well, this is without a doubt the best game of the season, in my opinion. The Stars, from beginning to end, pretty much, were the best team throughout the entire game. They shut down Connor McDavid. They limited Leon Dreisaitl, which is all you can ask. And, I mean, overall, just an amazing team effort, an amazing 60-minute effort, amazing 200-foot effort. As you can use to describe a complete game from the Stars. Yep, and we uh, we apologize for the bad audio quality if you're getting any. You're either getting road noise from uh, <laughs> from me and James, or you're getting uh, you're you're getting the phone from uh, Christian. So we apologize about the uh, bad road noise. But anyways, uh, James, what did you think about the the game tonight? Uh, original thoughts before we get dig into this game. For sure, the Stars played really good tonight, but at the same time, it was kind of a uncharacteristic bad night for the Oilers on special teams. So. Good, good for the Stars for capitalizing on on the Oilers tonight and keeping McDavid out of it because he can, he can go off any night he wants. But uh, it, 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 when it came down to it for me, it really was the Oilers' penalty kill and, and troubles in, in the box tonight. So. Yeah, and I, I can already imagine what we're going to hear from uh, Oilers fans is that the fact that there were no not enough uh, penalties called against the Stars – and yada 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 and you know that might be the case honestly guys but looking at this game and how this game was called the 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 penalties that were called against the Oilers it's not like those were like you know little baby little calls or anything like that they were legit calls that you know could have been called against anybody and uh there was only one penalty that I could think of in particular for the Stars that probably should have been called and that was when uh, Dreisaitl got his first penalty of the game. I, I think he got two today. But uh, that first penalty for uh, for Dreisaitl, uh, Lindell should have been called on that play. But anyways, um, that was one of the, uh, the big takeaways coming out of this game was the fact that uh, the Stars, for the most part, stayed out of the box. And uh, they didn't allow the... Uh, 
NHL's number one penalty kill, uh, or excuse me, power play, uh, to get on the jump. Um, uh, why don't y'all talk a little bit about the, uh, you know, the, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? I can't think of the word right now, but the, the ability to stay out, out of the box for the Stars. So we'll talk about that for a second. Yeah, I mean, that was obviously part of the game plan from the get-go. I mean, it, especially compared to the last two games where we, we gave up, like, six power plays or something in each game recently. But especially compared to those games, we played much more uh, much more clean hockey. I mean, and like you said, there wasn't it wasn't like we were fouling all over the place and it just wasn't getting called. We were just playing well, and we weren't giving the refs a chance to get calls on us. So... Yeah, we definitely got lucky with that large of an advantage, but I mean, and from a biased point of view, it feels like it was fair, but of course, of course I feel that way. <laughs> biased Stars fan, right? <laughs> exactly. No bias at all. Yep. James, what did you think about uh, the, the fact that the Stars were able to stay out of the box tonight? Um, I love it because, I, I don't know if y'all remember, but I, I was uh, screaming to keep your stick down like I probably like four games ago because we couldn't kill penalties at all but I think a lot of their ability to stay out of the box tonight was safeguarding their faster players instead of instead of hitting their faster players tonight we kind of like just didn't let them get the puck at all which was kind of weird I don't know how we did that exactly or how it worked but that's that's what it felt like and uh, you know one of the one of the things I want to point out before we get into the goal summary of the game is uh, how about the play of Mara Haskinen tonight? Um, I mean he he didn't really do it on the offensive side tonight, but you know who cares considering he was on Connor watch all night tonight, and because of that, uh, and and uh, he was a big portion of that. The, a lot of the stars are a big portion of that, but the fact that uh, the stars did not allow Connor McDavid to get going. He did not score a point tonight, so that ends. Connor McDavid's 17-point streak uh, this season. That's just absolutely insane. But uh, the Stars ended it. So uh, what did y'all think yeah. about the, the defensive play of Mayor Haskin in tonight? Well, and why should we uh, confine the phrase for Mayor Haskin to just this game? All season long, since his big contract got signed, Mayor Haskin has been the best, most consistent Dallas star on the ice, night in and night out. He has more than deserved his contract. He just—he really deserves to be one of the higher-paid uh, defensemen in the league. It's that he's actually ending up being one of the lowest if you categorize all the really good puck-moving defensemen. But just all season, and especially like you said tonight, tonight his defense really shined. But throughout the season, he's just been outstanding. And even tonight, when we talked about how he didn't have a great defensive night, he still picks up an assist, or a great offensive night, he still picks up an assist. So he's just been an amazing player. I'm so happy that we have him for eight years. That's that's going to be the best move from the offseason this year for Jim now. Yeah, and and particularly tonight for me, he was like, you, you know, you know, Peter Pan's shadow that he just like chases around Peter Pan or like tries to run away from him. Like he was just on McDavid all night. McDavid was could not touch the puck. He was not allowed to touch it if Miro Heiskanen was on the ice. He just followed him around, <laughs> and that was all he did. Like there was some yep. shifts with McDavid that he that that Haskinen didn't even look at the puck. He was just he was looking for McDavid the entire shift, and nothing ever happened. Yep, and it's it's the really patented style that of defense that Miro Haskinen plays with just the smooth, effortless uh, stick checks that he gets all the time. 
you'll just swing his stick at one-handed every time it's stick on puck, knocks it away. And he just defused so many situations with Connor McDavid just with that simple play, just stick on puck. So really cool to see that from Casey tonight. It really shows how great of a defender he is. Yeah, we were we were sitting up in our seats and we were just laughing at McDavid the whole time just because he's going to just sit, sitting around him the whole time every shift it was great I mean he's not going to want to play uh, play the Dallas Stars for a long time just because of uh, Mr. Number 4 Mayor Haskin and uh, th- there was a lot of stuff going on on Twitter about uh, the, the play of Mayor Haskin and from a lot of the Stars media p- people that were talking about you know Connor McDavid was in full flight and Miro Haskinen stayed with them step for step and even poke-checked him. And instead of, you know, Connor McDavid doing McDavid magic, uh, it ended up, ended up being poke-checked to the uh, corner. So, and that w- that didn't just happen once. It happened multiple times tonight. So, uh... It, it felt like Haskinen was keeping up with him when he was, when he was even going backwards. It's just, he's just such a great skater and he's so good with his stick. It just makes him such a, such a lethal threat offensively and such a great defender on fast guys like that. It's just perfect for the new age of the NHL. Absolutely love it. So uh, let's go ahead and get into some of the uh, the goal summaries for tonight, guys. Um, so uh, another big thing about the stars uh, in this game was, and we kind of already mentioned it, was the player Mayor Haskinen, but also the fact that, uh, you know, the power play was lethal again. And, uh, it, and it continues to be lethal for the stars, top five in, in power play in the NHL. Uh, but Rope Hens gets the scoring started when everybody thought it was Radulov's goal. And uh, the goal was at 10.59 of the first period, and it ended, ends up being assisted by Radulov. And Klingberg there. Klingberg actually gets his first assist on the power play of the season. So it, it's a really good thing that uh, Klingberg gets that point on the power play. And the Stars, you know, lead the game one to nothing off of a power play goal from Rope Hens. Uh, what did y'all think of that play? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was awesome because Klingberg definitely needs to be going a little bit more this season, not just on assists. He needs to score. And that's going to help us win a lot more games in the future. Hopefully this is a good night to jumpstart him. But just all in all, that whole period, and especially this uh, this power play that we got, uh, it was really driven by just great offensive pressure the entire first half of the period. And that's what really got us this power play and the next power play goal that we're going to talk about in a second. So... Even though we didn't get that five-on-five goal in the first period, we were putting a pressure on five-on-five, and that's how we get those power play goals. Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little upset that uh, Radulov didn't get didn't, didn't goodness words didn't get the goal. Los palabras, <laughs> senor. <laughs> but but because I called it before the game started that Radulov was gonna score, and I thought he scored there, and I was very happy. And then they said that Hens touched it. I know. I was, I was about sad. to give. You, I was about. I was about to give you full credit for that, and I was yeah. just like, "Oh." I mean, it really was Radulov's goal. I mean, Hens just helped it in. Yeah, like how does Hens even tip that? Like he has to be. His stick has to be in a bad position to accidentally tip it after Radulov already deflected. Like, how does yeah. that even happen? Yeah, we have. We haven't seen any of the, uh, any kind of the highlights or anything from tonight's game. So I'd be very interested to see how that bounced off of Hens, and uh, into the net, but. You know, let me. Just got lucky on it. <laughs> yeah, he did. Well, hey, I'll tell you what though. When a guy is scoring five goals in five games like he has been, uh, you know those. Yeah, I guess now. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Yep. Yeah, but uh, I mean, those sort of things happen when you're hot. So. Um, any. Yeah, he was to start the season, and he's he's definitely cashing in now. 
Yep. Um, and let me let me highlight the play of uh, Alexander Radulov for a second, because especially in the first half of the first period, I thought he was the best Dallas star on uh, on the ice. And so, and, and defensively too, which we don't see from him. Right, and that was the other thing that I that I was going to actually mention is uh, sitting up in the 300s where we were. It was really obvious to see uh, the the hustle that he was putting in and the play that he was putting in on the defensive side of the puck. And uh, I mean, I mean, there were, there were stick lifts. There were there was all sorts of physical play from him. So I, I know that he didn't get the goal, even though he probably deserved that goal. Um, but I, I'm still really happy to see him on the on the score sheet. And also to see him, um, uh, you know, just play great. He really was the Stars' best player in the first period, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and that's another storyline that I think people aren't really going to be talking about tonight. But it's also tonight is a night of people getting going. Because, like you said, uh, Radulov hasn't been going really lately. So hopefully the great play that he did tonight will start to start that. Klingberger's had a rough go of it on the offensive side of the puck. Hopefully his three assists tonight gets a spark on that. And the goal from Gurionov that we're going to talk about later, which is the greatest Stars goal of the season so far, oh, hopefully beautiful. that gets him going as well. It, it, I mean, if, if those three guys get going and the two top lines that we've been having stay solid like they have been, man, we could win a lot of games really fast. Which is what we need right now, especially with uh, the mediocre start the Stars have uh, put up. And... And now looking at it, they've won three of four. Yeah, they they kind of laid a goose egg in that game against the Wild, but it's looked good so far uh, over the past week or so. Um, so that gets really good teams. Yeah, and that's and yeah, that was going to be one of my takeaways from this game. I, I got to write an article for Blackout later about that. Um, anyways, uh, we get to the second goal of the game, and that comes from Mr. Jason Robertson on a beautiful tic tac toe play uh, pass across and. Uh, I mean, it's just a fantastic shot, fantastic setup, and uh, Robertson gets his fourth of the year from Mr. Rope Hintz, so Hintz has a goal and assist at that point, and then Klingberg again with the secondary assist. He's got two power play assists in the first period after having no power play points in the first 16 games. Um, what did y'all think of that particular goal in the play from those three guys? Yeah, that was a sweet play. I mean, you can just tell those guys were really connected, and especially Robertson and Hintz, they knew exactly where that puck was going before it even touched Hintz's stick. So it was pretty great. And Robertson, kind of quietly, has been having a pretty good season to start. He's a tie for third on the Stars with nine points to start the season, and we haven't even really talked about him that much. Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, it definitely felt like tonight they had some of that chemistry that they had last season towards the end of the year where they would just – they just knew what each other were going to do, and it it, it's been, it looked beautiful tonight. It's been looking better and better every game that they've played together. It's, it's really awesome. You know, and uh, so just throughout that whole first period, throughout that whole first period, I, I thought it was fantastic how the uh, – how the stars played because one of the things I noticed about the the play from the stars is that the the pressure was consistent and it was there the whole time throughout the whole first period and it allowed the stars to get going and allowed the stars to get those power plays and allowed them to take momentum out of the game and it and it didn't allow uh, you know the Edmonton Oilers to get any kind of momentum out of the game out of that first uh, that first period so going into the uh, just, just a second right good. Uh, this is something that Dad 
and I were talking about when the game first started. Uh, but for the first six minutes of the game, there wasn't a shot on goal from either side, which definitely benefits the the stars in that sense. So, anyways, uh, let's go ahead and get into uh, the second period. So, at this point, the, the score is two to nothing, and I'm feeling cautiously optimistic because Definitely. it's the uh, Ed Edmonton Oilers. But second period. Yeah. What did I say? <laughs> did I say third period? I, you didn't say anything about the period. Oh, I didn't. I said you were still scared. Uh, yeah. Oh, I was yeah. terrified going into the second period. Yeah, I was terrified going thought, into the second period. I thought period. it was it was about to like go all the way tied back. I thought it was gonna that we were gonna come out of that period <laughs> tied two to two. Yep. And anyways, so the uh, the third period. Uh, oh my goodness, see, I'm already doing it. I guess I'm just getting mixed up in my words. I'm just gonna stop now while I can. Okay. Um. Anyways, I'll try to get this together, guys. Sorry. Um, going into the second period, it's 2 nothing. We have two power play goals. And then uh, the Stars get another power play called. Um, nothing it comes out of that power play in particular. But just after it, uh, Denis Garyanov gets his third of the year. And it's from uh, Klingberg and Haskinen. So Haskinen gets that assist that you were talking about, Chris. And then uh, Klingberg gets his third assist of the game. And, uh, oh, my goodness, talk about... Uh, you know, goal of the year for for the stars. Um, uh, what did you think about that goal from uh, Garyanov? Beautiful, correct? Yeah, I thought McDavid changed sweaters or something. I mean, it looked great. I mean, end to end, just a speeding around the edge, made the defenseman look like an idiot, and then just puts it home with just, just a quick little forehand backhand. Yeah, it, from Garyanov, and I love him going to that backhand too. That's what he's best at when he's on the rush. Yeah, it's the first time we've seen him use his speed to score a goal this season. Yeah, and, and you know, we really need to see more of that more often because, honestly, that's when Garyanov is at his best is when he's using his speed. I mean, he didn't even really have to shoot it. He, he just had to put it five-hole, stick it five-hole, and it went in. So uh, I, I would just like to see more out of Garyanov like that. Use it, Use your speed, dude. Use it. And that's what the coaching staff talks him a lot, too, from stuff that I've read, is that he needs to play to his skill set. He needs to play to that speed. He needs to beat people around the edge. And when he's on the power play, he's got to get that one-timer and rip it and use what he's got with that crazy shot. So he definitely needs to start playing to his strength. Hopefully this awesome goal that he's going to see on a bunch of highlight reels on SportsCenter will uh, get him jump-started for this year. Yeah, Sports Center top ten. Seriously, that mod will definitely be in there for top ten of the night. Um, anyways, uh, the stars continue, so they're up three to nothing. Everyone's feeling pretty good, and then my worst fear is, you know, one of the worst. Other than giving up a goal in the first minute or the last minute of the period, I think the worst thing you could possibly do is give up a goal after getting yourself a goal, because that just kills any momentum that you have, and that's exactly what happens. Uh, McLeod gets his third of the year from Leon Dreisaitl, his 18th assist of the season. 18th. Oh, my goodness. It's not even fair. It's, it's not even funny. <laughs> and uh, Jesse Pugliarvi, it's a wrist shot, and uh, that kind of puts uh, at least me, uh, you know, kind of at the back of my seat instead of on the edge like it was. Um, yeah. uh, what did you all think about that play? The beautiful goal there too, right? Yeah, and if you look at the path, it's no wonder he has 18 assists on the season already. Like, good net. It was two and a half feet off the ice on a saucer pass, and it landed straight on a stick. I mean, McLeod doesn't have to do anything. Like, he just has to catch it and put it 
kind of towards the net, and he's going to score. Like, it, it, was, it was a buttered biscuit already for him. He just had to put it in the mouth. All you gotta do is just literally just put your stick on the ice and it just magically appears there if you play with Connor McDavid yeah. or Leon Dreisaitl, so. And, and yeah, this... Gotta the, be an easy job. Yeah, right. <laughs> and this is where, like, this was their first, like, breakdown of the night for me because this was the first odd man rush we led on and it's in the second period. So we, we've been playing good, really, really good defensively, but the first rush they get, they score on. Like, <laughs> they're going to score and on that, 90% of their on-man rushes. And that was one of my keys going into this game of what Dallas had to do. They had to limit the on-man rushes and play good defensively on them. So when the opposing team gets set up in our offensive zone, we're pretty good on defense, locking it down, getting those block shots, clearing out rebounds and stuff. But on the rush, it's you can't really play super well defensively on the rush. I mean, you can when Haskinen sweeps the puck away from McDavid and stuff like that. But you got really got to limit the odd man rushes for a team like Edmonton when that's the main way they score off that in the power play. And Dallas did a really good job with that tonight. They were clean through the neutral zone, didn't give a lot of turnovers that turned into odd man rushes. So, and this was the one breakdown we had, and they score on it. So, we, we did a good job with the game plan overall, but the one slip up and they they bury it. Yeah, and you know, just let's talk about that for a second because one of the things I noticed about this game in particular is that. The Stars themselves had several chances going the opposite direction where they had on-man rushes. And um, yeah. I think a little bit of that is just the way that Edmonton plays. You know, they're going to be a more mm-hmm. offensive pushed team because you've got players like Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, Kyler Yamamoto, uh, you know, RNH, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, players like that. And you got to take advantage of that. But uh, there seemed like to be an egregious amount of uh, odd man rushes in tonight's yeah. game. For, is that just me, or is that what y'all saw tonight as well? No, for, for sure. I think that this was, like, this is probably one of the worst games Edmonton played all season. Like, we, we played good, and we shut down McDavid so that they couldn't get back in it. That's definitely a big part of tonight. But their, their penalty kill did not show up, and th- their defense didn't show up in general. So... It, it, it still made me nervous throughout the game, you know, even though we were because up. Connor McDavid was still on the ice. I, it, it's, it, I don't know what it is about that dude, but he, he just makes me nervous. And maybe it's just because I've seen clips of what he's done in the past. Uh, I mean, there's that goal uh, pre-COVID that he scored uh, against uh, Hudobin where he went between his legs and nobody saw it go in, like not a single soul. Uh I mean, we're gonna have to look up that clip later, James, and you're gonna have to remember. I know, yeah. I'll be in my nightmare. I know exactly. (laughs) It's freaking Connor McDavid, man. Uh, But anyways, so that leads the Stars to uh, a 3-1 lead after that goal, and uh, for the rest of the period, the Stars kind of shut it down. They still had some offensive pressure, but it was, you know, fairly boring at that point as well, trying to, you know, you know, uh, contain the lead, but still putting some offensive pressure there. Yeah. Towards the end of the second there, I think there was, like, a three-minute span. It was, like, from, the four, from like, four minutes left to one minute left in the second, where Edmonton had really good zone pressure, but they only ended up with, like, one shot in the three minutes just because we were, we were keeping them to the edges and we were blocking the shots that they were taking. So it, it was, and it was, that's what I was talking about with our, our good defense when we're in our own zone, and we can really control that, so definitely agree with that. It was, it was just really good defense. 
yeah, definitely just all throughout the game that the Stars played very well defensively. Um, so this leads the Stars with a 3-1 to one lead going into the second intermission. And, uh, yeah, so, I'm sorry, I'm still cautiously optimistic. This is the 13-4 Edmonton Oilers, so I'm still thinking we find a way to lose, and I was glad I was wrong. Uh, but, you know, t- let's talk about the third period for a little bit because, uh, I, I mean, my son Sam, uh, for those of you listening, but, you know, guys, Sam was really bored with the third period, and I think we <laughs> we kind of all were too, but it ends up uh, later about halfway through the period. Who would have thought when we signed Luke Glendening, who is, you know, third-line, fourth-line center, you know, face-off specialist, who knew that he was going to be scoring five goals in the first 18 games for the Stars? Nobody would have seen that coming. That's one every three games, basically. So Luke Glendinning gets his fifth of the year from Ryan Suter and Yoel Kiviranta. So that leads the Stars with a 4-1 lead, and it was a, it was a beautiful tip uh, by Luke Glendinning. He just redirected it into the net. So, uh, you know, you guys talk about the play of Luke Glendinning in general or just about the goal. What did, what did you all think about Luke Glendinning's play? I mean, Glendinning all year has been great. He's, he's probably been our best uh, free agent signing, other than Holby, if he would be able to continue playing. But, right, right. I mean, he's been great all year. And, and that tip was awesome. Definitely a really good deflection. Really similar to Radulov's in the beginning of the game. And that really iced the game there. But just the whole third period, the Stars really kept the pressure on. And they didn't really go straight to turtle mode until kind of the last five minutes. And, and that, but it's the last five minutes, and you're up by three goals. I'm, I'm fine with the turtle being playing. But yeah. before that, they kept the offensive pressure going. They kept the forecheck going. And obviously, they scored a goal. Yeah. It, it's really weird that we signed Glenn Denning to win more faceoffs. And instead of winning more faceoffs, he scored goals, which is actually <laughs> what we needed. <laughs> like. <laughs> We, we got what we needed with without getting what we signed him for. That's just because we moved in the summer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> the NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL team and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cast prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo codes THPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, but, uh, it, so anyways, the, that kind of put a staple in the game and, uh, I, I felt a lot better after that goal from Luke Glendinning and, uh, you know, the stars kind of cruised the rest of the way and, uh, 
Your final score tonight for the Stars was 4-1 to one against the really hot, really good Edmonton Oilers. And, you know, I understand that they've got some uh, some goaltending issues with, uh, you know, Mike Smith being hurt and the fact that he's 41. And Miko Koskinen has looked okay this season, but uh, he, he just, he's been hot and then not hot. But uh, they had young Stuart Skinner in there tonight who, you know, I don't know if you saw his uh, stats to start the game, guys, but... Uh, he was two and two, and his goals against average and his save percentage were excellent. So, uh, you know, not a good game by him, but you know, th- they did kind of leave him out to dry a little bit. Yeah, they, they really yeah, did. Well, he made some huge saves tonight, still too, especially on Raffle both times. Yeah, like, I was. Yeah. Raffle did a bad play, especially on the second one. He made a great play. It should have gone in. It's yeah. just an amazing save. Yeah, and and I think you're and who was who was it? Raffle that had the breakaway. Yeah, it was Ruffle yeah, that had the breakaway. Had the breakaway too. Yeah, so so he saved that one, and he I mean he looked pretty good, and yet that's funny that you let him four goals, and you I, you still look pretty good. I mean, think about the ones that went in. First one was a tip from Radulov or Hens. Radulov and Hens both tipped a double tip from shot from the point. Yeah, second it was a deflected ones, puck. Second one was a cross ice pass. Like, how are you supposed to get over for that? Robertson buries it. Third one is just Gurionov skating around everyone and no one doing anything. <laughs> and the fourth one is another tip from with a shot from the point. Like, No chance. No chance. He made, the only one that he might have been able to save on that was Gurionov's shot. And, and he was flying. Right. So yeah. I, I don't know what, what more you could ask for him to, from him tonight. Okay, so let's yeah. go... It, but- Go ahead, Before go ahead. we go a little bit third, further, the third period sort of kind of cruised towards the end. I mean, he, we, we still dominated defensively at the end of the third period, too. Like, we went to turtle mode, and they had no pressure. Like, there was none at all. They would skate into the zone. We would get our stick on the puck and chip it out of the zone. And, over and over, or over it would again be, for five minutes straight. Yeah, or, that's why it was boring, because we were playing great defense. Or it would be a uh, one and done. So, it, yeah. they, get, they get the one shot, we get, we get our stick on it, it'd be out of the zone. So... And, and that's a big reason why I feel like Edmonton really had a bad night tonight. They played bad defensively, and their offense, which is supposed to be high, like high high damage, octane, high, high octane, octane offense, offense, it, it it didn't show up. It just didn't. It, it it, and even like well, like yeah, we shut down McDavid, but like they they they've had other other people scoring too. It hasn't just been McDavid. You don't yeah. you don't go thirteen and four on just one player alone. He might get them to like. Nine and seven, <laughs> but <laughs> nine and seven was that a bad? That's a really bad pun. Stars played great, or was it Edmonton just played bad? I'm on the camp of the Stars played great. It, I would put it on that it's a little bit of both, honestly. And James, just again, that was the worst pun I've ever heard. <laughs> it was sneaky. It was okay. a, a sneaky pun. So, okay. Anyways, guys, uh, let's get into some of the takeaways of tonight's game. So. Obviously, um, probably the biggest takeaway for me out of this game is special teams, right? Has to be shocker, big shocker. So you you've got the uh, I kind of saw the Stars Twitter uh, and their keys of the game, and the first one was stay out of the penalty box. And I was like, a duh. Yeah, again, shocker. Yeah. So coming into this game, the Edmonton Oilers were first in the National Hockey League in power play percentage. At over 40%. And just to give you an idea uh, it like how good it's been for the Edmonton Oilers, the next team is at 29%. 29%. It's insane. Absolutely freaking insane what they've been able to do on the power play. 
and for the most part, other than, you know, the one penalty that Rope Hints took, which, yeah, that was a penalty, and then the, the weird, dumb penalty at the end, at the end of the third period, I still don't understand why they called that, uh, the Stars stayed out of the box. So I, I guess you could say that, for the most part, the Stars stayed out of the box and they didn't give him a penalty. Um, how important was that to the keys of tonight's game and us winning this game? What do you all think? That, that was the second most important thing, in my opinion. It was odd man rushes, and it was stay out of the box. And they, they definitely stayed out of the box. They didn't give Edmonton a full power play. And somehow, in the stats, Edmonton goes down as over 2 when they had like a grand total of 40 seconds on the power play, which is stupid. But the, the, the Stars did really well and kept their composure and kept their sticks where they had to be and they played a really clean game and that was super important yeah a really great game plan you got to give that to the coaches yeah Uh, a majority of this game for me was just shutting down mcdavid i mean the dude had 20 minutes of ice time with two shots like yeah two shots from Connor mcdavid is not enough yeah that that's insane um now let's go ahead and address the whole uh you know, all the Oilers fans boohooing on Twitter and saying Man. stuff like, oh, we didn't get any power plays tonight. Um, do they have Do they have any uh, – what's the word I'm thinking of? Yeah, do they have any beef with the refs with that? I mean, it, is it logical for them to complain about the fact that they didn't get any power plays? Or were the Stars really just that disciplined? That was the word I was thinking, try, trying to think of earlier was disciplined. Yeah. Were they really just that disciplined yeah. tonight or did – or did Edmonton have some beef for real? Or are they, you know, do they des- should they have deserved some power plays? I think most nights they have a point. But tonight, the Stars really did play really clean. Especially for what the refs were calling. Which is surprising because the Stars, admittedly, are not a super clean team. <laughs> they haven't been. Yeah. Yeah, show show me the power play or show me the penalties that weren't called, and I'll agree with you. I mean, I don't think there was any clear cut ones that should have been called. And even if we take away all of the power plays throughout the game, the Stars still won two to one. So either way, you lost. Yeah, <laughs> boo hoo. Wham, 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 Call you, call you a wham. Connor McDavid didn't score. Cry about it. Yep. I think I'm actually more happy about the fact I'm so that so happy that he didn't score. No, I, I think no, I'm I'm serious. I think I'm more happy about the fact that we stopped his point streak than I am about actually winning the game. Is that bad? No, no? I totally yeah, agree. Yeah, <laughs> no. Chris agrees with me, and James is like, no. <laughs> I am so happy for four and five. That that's so great, especially after the start we've had and the response after the Minnesota game has been great. I, I, I hate the way the year started, but the response from the team has really decided to buckle down, I think has been really good, and I think that that gives me really good hope going into later in the season that when we come to similar kinds of struggles, we'll be able to work out of them. And it, it really makes me feel good about team chemistry. So let me ask you guys about this particular question that just popped in my head. Um, and because and this was another Blackout Dallas article that uh, Caleb actually wrote. And, uh, and you can agree or disagree with this question. Um, did that players-only meeting that the Stars had, did that actually do anything? Or uh, did it do a whole lot for the Stars? What, what do you all think about that? It, I think it did a ton. I mean, the, the players who have to step up and score goals are doing it. 
it's not like Luke Lindening and Michael Roffel are now the ones that have just gotten even better and they're scoring the game winning goals. It's not. Our best players are our best players right now, and that's how we're winning hockey games. And I, I definitely think that goes to leadership. I mean, I, I called him out in the beginning of the year, but after the, the players meeting and shaking up the lineup, they've, they've stepped up. And the leaders are being the leaders, and they are driving this team into the win column night after night. Yeah, and, and it just proves what, like, is statistically true, that older teams start slower. Like, I... That that doesn't make Hey, are you calling sense. old people old? What? Are you calling old people old and <laughs> are slow? Are you calling old people old? Yes. <laughs> They're old. The stars are old. <laughs> but... It, yes, you're uh, calling old people old. Uh, maybe I'm the old one. It's past my bedtime. What time is it? It's 11, 18 right now. I, sh- I should be in bed right now. But anyway, anyway James, sorry I cut you off. Uh, no, that, that's pretty much it. Just, like... It, it's still worrisome, no matter, like, what team it is. Shut up, Chris. But, <laughs> but he's still <laughs> laughing. <laughs> but it, it, I mean, it was said at the beginning of the season too. It like generally older teams start slower. So, yep. it, it, maybe we shouldn't have been panicking so much because of that fact. But I mean, it's hard not to panic. But I mean, so far they've turned it around real quick. It's been like a complete one eighty. Yep. Um, and, okay, so, and then the other thing that, uh, I wanted to mention, and I think this is, this, because I, I wrote this article for Blackout Dallas on Sunday, it got published on Monday, and it, it's, it's almost like Bonus came to the same conclusion I did, and you, you just gotta give Otter a chance. It's a logical, it, 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 it's just a logical <laughs> thing, so, and, and we, t- I talked about this numerous time after time after time, the fact that Otter... Otter plays better than he, than the other goalies right now. It, well, other than Dobby. Dobby's the only other option because Holby's hurt. And the team just seems to play better in front of him. Um, so let me ask the question. Is this Otter's net now? D- it, does the it net belong to, be. to Otter? If it's not, we all riot. Like, I'm <laughs> serious. There's no way it can't be his net now. Pitchforks yeah. and fire and everything. In, as soon as he gets called up, he plays... It's not just they're playing better in front of him. He's allowed one goal in two of those games and two in the other one. Yeah. He's playing amazing. And the like, one, the one yes, goal... He's playing good in front of him too, but he's so good right now. His well, save percentage, his goals against, it's all so good. You have to give him the net. So he can be on a short fuse, but it's got to be his. He's got to be... Not, not, and no one A, one B. It's Otter. Otter is one. Everyone else is below him. And you got to give him full reign, and you got to give him a chance. We, like, if you're not going to give it to him now after he completely turned the team around, when are you going to bring him up? I, like, it, it, it's we, it's ridiculous if he goes back down, and I'll be even madder than I was when he went down to the AHL to start the season. Yeah, we love to say that, but we all know that as soon as Holby comes back, he's going to start, and he's going to end up it being better not. It, 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 you, so, you can say it all you want, but that's exactly what's going to happen. Either it's going to be more of a tandem where they switch back and forth between Otter and Holtby, or Holtby's going to be number one. I don't... Unless Holtby comes back and he's playing as bad as Dobby, I I think they give it back to Holtby. Well, recently Holtby has been playing bad. He's had a below 900 in his past four starts. I mean, like, both goalies aren't playing as good as Otter is right now. So you can play Otter and keep him on a short leash? 
but you, you can't deny that he is the best goalie on the team right now. I, 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 and I'm not. I just, like, from the way that we've seen Bonus make decisions, I just feel like he's going to go with Holtby still. No, I have faith. He's had great decision making. I'm going to give him one more thing tonight, too. His, uh, his line management especially with Tyler Sagan this game I thought was really was really good and really cool I don't think a lot of people noticed it but the two top top lines that we have have been pretty set in stone I think as of now but Sagan's kind of out of that and he's not he's having a hard time finding playing time but so uh, hold on who, so just to, him, hold on hold on just just so we we're clear who who is the second line we all know the first line is the hints line but who's the second line just in case people uh, don't know Ben Gurionov Ruffle. Okay, that's what I thought. G- continue, sorry. Yeah. But anyway, it's hard to get Sagan the ice time he needs and deserves when he's not in the top two lines. But he was kind of kept as a rover this game, and you saw him with uh, with Hintz and with uh, Robertson sometimes. You saw him with Ben Gurionov sometimes, and I thought that was that's a genius thing to do, to get Sagan more ice time that he needs to, to score goals. And I really got to give it to Bones for that. I thought that was a really good idea. Okay, so let, let's get uh, let's get back to Otter real quick because I, I still have questions about him. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. No, 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 no. It, it was a good mention. That was that was a very good point because I actually thought about that uh, earlier and I didn't mention it. But so I, I mean, is is that your only move if you're if you're bonus and you're nil? And you're looking at the lineup you have, and you're you have Otter, who is now three and zero. He's got a like an, an under an under average. two an under two goals against average. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but he's also got you know a nine forty nine fifty save percentage. It's at least nine fifty. He had a nine thirty the first night, a nine seventy the next night, and nine fifty tonight. Right, and and the goals he let in. Okay, so last game that was the fluky goal that bounced over his head. The goal tonight, he had no chance on, and I even actually mentioned it when the goal went in. He actually got a piece of it, and then it went in. And he did get a piece of it. So, even with that, in the way that he's played, they're making—he's making them think. He, he surely he has to be making them think that he deserves to be in the NHL and he deserves to stay in the NHL. I agree but, with you completely, but I just don't trust Bonus. I'm not gonna lie. Well, and and but I'm just so conflicted because I I want him to realize that I think the right decision is to keep Otter in the NHL. But as soon as you wave Dobby, because obviously they're not going to wave Holtby because Holtby's a better goalie than Dobby in my opinion, and I think all of us would agree with that, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So as soon as you wave Dobby, somebody's probably maybe might pick him up. Maybe not with the cap hit, but somebody still might. So is is that the move that you're willing to do if you're yes. Jim Nil? Uh, it yeah. is that you keep Otter up in the NHL and you're risking losing Anton Hudobin. I really hope so. Chris, what do you think? I would do it tonight. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I know we say is it, uh, Otter's making up the thing. It shouldn't be a thought anymore. Like, you had all of last year. He was obviously the number one goalie. The stats proved it, like you said in your article. And then he comes back this year because of the Holby injury, and immediately the team plays better. And he's playing great. And he has the best stats in, in the NHL, technically, even though he's only played three games. 
so little, yeah. little asterisk yeah, 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 there. Little there. You can't <laughs> risk Holt being hurt again, too. Yeah, so 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 Dad just said you can't risk letting Holtby get hurt again because if Holtby gets hurt, then who, who do we call up at that point? Do we call up uh, you know Colton Point, and he becomes the backup? Yeah. I don't know. Sure, I mean I don't care. I want Ottinger to get the majority of the starts. Like it, it's like I said, it's not going to be one A one B. It's Otter night in and night out. Only put in the backup when we don't have a back to back. Like. That's what it should be. Okay, how and I agree with James. I don't think it's going to happen, but that's what it should be. So, if if that's the case, Christian, and you want to give him the lion's share of the starts, what percentage of the rest of the games for the season would you give him? 65, 70%? Every game that is not a back-to-back. Really? Okay, so that's quite a bit, especially for a, for a 22-year-old goaltender. I mean, it's not He's like... He's got fresh legs. It's, it's like a catcher. It takes a little <laughs> while to, to wear him down. <laughs> I, and, and I'm... He's shown that he can play back-to-back games before. I mean, I, I yeah, think... he, he couldn't even play back-to-back if we wanted him to. Yeah, he's young. Like, so if, if worst-case scenario, we send down Hudobin, um, he gets taken, and then Holby stays injured, and we do have Colton Point, we can still just keep playing on injured every night. Okay, but what's what if Otter continue if he struggles somehow? You don't want to leave a young goaltender like that in a situation. And then who do we turn to? Colton Point? I, I don't see him struggling, and I'm tired of us being so terrified of bringing up our young players. Bring them up and give them the chance. Like, we're not going to know he's going to fail if we never see him. Like, we, we have Jack Campbell for so many years. My my entire uh, teenage life, I heard, oh, man, Campbell's coming down the pipe. He's going to be here any day now. He's going to be the... The best goaltender is going to be the future, and nothing happens because we're terrified to bring him into the NHL. Like we got to give guys chances. We can't let him fizzle out like like him. And now Campbell's playing great in Toronto, and he's a number one goalie on one of the best teams in the league. That can't happen again. We have to give him the reins. And if this doesn't prove it, and last year plus this doesn't prove that Ottinger gets the reins, nothing will. And we need to scrap the management. Because it, it's a crime to not have him in the NHL right now. Yep. And uh, this kind of leads me to the last thing uh, for tonight, guys. Is uh, is that fire bonus train still going, or has he kind of quelled that at least for a little bit after winning four out of five? What do y'all think? He threw a cold bucket of water on it. He is pretty much good to go unless we have a 10-game losing streak. But because, like we said, Mill is not likely to fire somebody midseason anyway. That's just not how he manages teams. And as, as long as we're st- we're staying afloat, I think. So as long as we're at least around the the, the line for getting into the playoffs, uh, Bones is going to be fine. That doesn't mean he'll get his job back, but it, it, it means that I, I mean he will get his job back next year. Is what I'm saying. But it means that he, he's not going to get fired midseason. Yeah, what do you think, James? I mean, for sure he's still on thin ice because of the, some of the stupid things he does, not necessarily even, like, like, like I'm talking more about, like, the raffle stuff. Like, people, he just made people mad with that, but... You mean the, the Tufty stuff? Yeah, sorry, Tufty stuff. Thank you. Uh, but I, I think he's fine for now. All right. Um, anything else we want to mention, guys, before we call it a night? 
the Stars play the Avalanche nope, on Friday. Sorry, James, go ahead. The Stars play the Avalanche on Friday at 6.30. Okay, so the, so we will be back on Friday. Uh, you guys have a good Thanksgiving, and make sure you eat plenty of turkey for us. Um, seriously, root for the Cowboys, because they need a better bounce-back game than they had against that game against... Uh, uh, whoever they played last week, uh, the Chiefs, they they sucked. So, anyways, guys, I, I got to do my shameless plug here real quick. Um, thank you, DraftKings, for sponsoring us. Please make sure that you go and use the promo code THPN on their app for a special little offer from them uh, that lets them know that we sent you. We'd really appreciate that cause since they support us. If you do that, you're, you're also supporting us as well when you go and use their app. So we'd really appreciate you guys if you would go and uh, do that. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media accounts, including Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we're also on Instagram. And uh, you can follow Chris at ChrisCham2B, I think is what it is, right? Yep. Yep. And you can follow James at JamesTheBomb02. Yep. And you can follow me, Ryan, at Starsboy12. And uh, again, guys, final score for the Stars tonight. Over the Edmonton Oilers, 4-1, to one, courtesy of Power Plays. Uh, yeah. And we will see you guys on the flip side. You guys have a good and fantastic evening.